Hello and welcome to the podcast where good trivia gets rewarded and bad lies are punished. But will we catch the lies? This is What's the Fact. Yes, indeed. I'm Ryan Whittle. This is Warren Robertson. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have a really fun episode today planned for you. I think we do. You know, initially, we were going to have a guest on this episode. Yes. And his name was going to be Hannes Brimmer. Because uh, oh. Hannes Brimmer loves comics. He does, hey? He loves comics. Like he's a comics nerd. And if you don't know he's who Hannes Brimmer collector. is. collector. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know who Hannes Brimmer is, he's a SAFTA award-winning comedian and, and funny actor. And, uh, and we just want to drop his name here now. <laughs> like yes. That's, that's what this is about. But... um. But initially, we were gonna we we're gonna have him here because he knows a lot about comics, and we don't we don't know so much. I mean, no. at least I, I mean, I, I dress mean, like super. This is my Superman Versace. Versace meets Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. If I, if, I, if, I saw, if I saw me. you in a park somewhere, I would I would avoid like if I saw you on the street in Woodstock, I would cross the road. In a park, if I offered you sweeties, would you get in my van? No, Ryan. I would. I would beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, I know you're dressed like Superman, but I mean, I mean Superman. S- Superman, Ryan. Superman. Like, what are you wearing? Is that, is that a tablecloth? No, it, it is. Um, it's my button came off. Um, this is a shirt. <laughs> it's a velvety sort of dress-up shirt, and this is a. I guess it's a sort of a rap. You know, people sometimes they say to me, aren't you scared working with Ryan? Don't you think he'll, he's going to murder you with a hammer one day? And I say, yes, I do. But in the interim, good podcasts. Sure. I mean, suffer for your art. That's right. But yeah. never never have I felt more like I'm going to be murdered with a hammer than I do today, Ryan. I've got to tell you. I've got to t- Like when you showed up in that. Because the thing is, you put that on at home. This is what bothered me. You put that on at home. You probably walked to your car in your complex. You got in the car. You drove here. People could see you. Yeah, they, 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 giggle, <laughs> they giggle a bit. Some... People could look at you through the window of the car. Yeah, I find find most people giggle a bit. But if it's an old lady on their own, then they just they <laughs> yeah, start shaking. It's the hammer thing, Ryan. They it's the hammer thing. They start shaking and yeah. they don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, it's the hammer thing, right? I swear. And I think they reach for their little app anyway. that's like emergency my way. Boom. Anyway, um, look, listen, I'm not one to talk. I didn't put in any effort whatsoever, so, I, so I, should, I should be I should be I should be congratulating you and thanking you for for standing out, right? For Ryan. the flair. Yeah, for the flair. Sure. Yeah, because it's comic books today, right? So comic book facts. That's what we have to talk about. Were you ever into comic books? No, I wasn't. Uh, when I work at um, boarding school, his name was Bryden. He would bring a suitcase, Brighton Burton, in Standard 6, but not like a school suitcase, like a travel suitcase because uh, he collected comics and he, and then the Oaks would go mad and ask him, can, we, can I have a Green Lantern? Can I have a this? Your school is very different to mine because at my school, the guy's name was Adrian Wong and he used to bring a big box, box. Uh, of of porno- pornographic magazine. <laughs> Adrian Wong was like two years older than the rest of us. Brian may have had a few of those as well. <laughs> it was mostly, maybe they were underneath the green lanterns and some arrow. There was an arrow. Isn't there an arrow? Yeah, green arrow, I think. Green also. arrow. Yeah, yeah, I think I can hey, see why you Find another got... fucking color. Fuck you, I'm green. <laughs> no, you're green. But yeah, no, Adrian Wong was like two years older than the rest of us and he... Uh, he he had everybody knew he had the pornography wow, in his man. in his locker. 
but nobody brought comics you know like like as far as i can remember when i was little i read some spider-man because this is the thing about south africa because of all the sanctions you could go to the cna and then they would have comic books there but they wouldn't necessarily have the consecutive ones that have like one and then and then four and then five and then six and then oh oh, this is getting exciting we've got consecutive oh 11 what happened to the ones in between nobody knew in your professional life, you've you've worked for People magazine, uh-huh. and they had some comics in there. No, uh, like of the page of comics. Oh, you talk you talk about Sunday like Times, like a comic strip. You magazine, you talk about yeah, like yeah. a comic strip, brother. No, I mean they didn't, but but I know. I, no. Didn't they? People. But I think about comic strips quite differently to comics. You know, like I think about comics are the are the the stories. You know, mm. that come the self contained storybooks. Like I, I mean. I storybooks. I'm saying storybooks like I'm 75. You know? <laughs> but, Sully, Sully yeah. from the last. No, episode. no, no, no. Listen, oh. listen, listen. Those storybooks are from the devil. <laughs> um, but, but so I read some Spider-Man when I was a kid, and then I read uh, I read one Swamp Thing, and then and then I had to get to university before I could really read. And then I read all of the Sandman, and I read the Preachers, and I read uh, Hellblazer and oh. Transmetropolitan, and these sorts of things. But, um, but only recently, as like a forty-year-old man, did I finally read some of the classic Batman's and oh, the, the, the classic Spider-Man's and stuff all in all in one set. Because I've got a friend Justin who who actually helped me a little bit um, with the research for this, this episode. Ah, well, you're gonna Justin, kick my ass. No, no, no. Justin's Justin's a bit of a nerd, but he's he's a lovely nerd. And um, he he helped me lend me some of those those kind of classic things, and I, I so I did finally read some of them. But it wasn't it wasn't a thing growing up. But that said, I do remember. Do you remember the classic uh, X Men TV show? No, oh, I saw right, the so, movies. Yeah. Anyway, that that classic X Men. What channel was that on? Do you have MNET? Yeah, or something? it was probably on MNET. Yeah. So rich. Yeah, so fancy yeah, with my MNET. Yeah. So so I watched that, and then I watched um, the Batman TV series that was out at the same time, and I think that was on SABC three. Um, that was that was you know. So I watched uh, like I'm I've been aware of comics and the superheroes for a long time. I haven't necessarily engaged with them as much as say I should have. Yeah. Because it feels now, you know, like when we were kids, it was a nerdy thing. Yeah. You know, like if you played Dungeons and Dragons, you were a Satanist. That's right. If you, if you read, if you read comic books, you, you were you were a devil's child. Yeah. Like, why would you do this? Why would CNA sell those devil books? I can't even remember in primary school it being a particularly big thing. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Like no, Brian no, I, I can't Burton either. was the first dude I'd met that was crazy about comics, and he, I just didn't know about it, man. Yeah. So there, but but yeah, so it was it was this totally other other world when we yeah. were kids, and and uh, and kind of growing up, it wasn't wasn't easily accessible. It was hard. They wanted us to watch to watch Zet on the television and his I Bible stories. So Zet and his Bible stories. That's that. what we should have been watching on TV, not not comics. That's right, not comics. That that's right. <laughs> Children, you remember the name Zet. Zet. I mean, Zet Zet died of alcoholism in a gutter some years back, but yeah. um, but that actually very who, sad. Who drew the pictures while a person was telling the story was very good. Started off with like nothing, and then he had this weird chalky thing, and then he draw this. I don't know sketch. if you. I don't know if you. Ryan, you've been in TV for a very long time. Yes. You don't think that there was perhaps camera you know, trickery? Yeah. 
where they maybe gave him more time than telling of the story to to draw those. Images. I didn't know about pre-records back. Yeah, then. you haven't even considered it, it until right now, have you? On the TV, you haven't thought about TV. it until right now because he used to draw the the, the chalk drawings yeah. in time to the Bible story that was That's being right. told. And you thought, you Ryan, you thought that this happened in real time. It's like improv Bible drawing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your brain worries me, right? <laughs> I mean, I, listen, people have heard enough of our shit. I think we need, to, we need to get to some of our facts because we both, I think, had to research this pretty hard. Yeah. You know? Didn't and come I'm, easy, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. This wasn't, this wasn't a gimme topic for me. Definitely not. Thank goodness for Justin. I am um, all right. I'm going to start with She-Hulk because She-Hulk is on Netflix and it's it caused quite a stir. A lot of people were saying they weren't going to watch it because it's woke garbage. A lot of people said they watched it, they loved it because it's it's feminist and it's brilliant. Okay. Um, but my fact, my fact is, um, yeah, is that that in the 1980s, Marvel considered changing She-Hulk's name. They came very very close to changing She-Hulk's name. And if they had changed it, it would have been much harder to write a feminist TV series for her now because the idea was to change her name to Bombshell. <laughs> it's my fact. So they were considering it. Oh. Oh, no, I mean, it, I mean, what I'm saying is it came... It came to the point that they had it all mapped out. They knew how they were going to do it. They were going to change her or name. she's going to be green. What? What's, well, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is yeah. how a cack I am at, at this stuff. I I know about the Netflix thing. I know about the controversy, but um, so it's not a it's not a now modern uh, character invention. Has there always been a She-Hulk even so since the eighties? So She-Hulk was a character in the Avengers in the early nineteen eighties. And then in 1985, they were going to give her her own series. This is this is my fact. This is all part of my fact. Oh, I they see. They were going to give her her all own. Right. Uh, they were going to give her her own graphic novel series, and they were going to call her something else. Bombshell. They were going to call her Bombshell. <laughs> and that's my fact. I'm calling it bollocks for at least one reason, but maybe it's all bollocks. I'd I'd never seen She-Hulk. I would have. It would have been a laugh to see a. The green, the the guy gets angry, explodes and turns green, and 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 beats everything up. A girl version of that. I don't. I think we, the comedians would have gone to town on that. I don't think there was even a She-Hulk. I think they've invented it now for this TV show. That's how little I know about it. If there was, oh my! But that shows you. I know so nothing. let a, let alone changing her name. Yeah, you think no, that's no bombshell. That's a that's a. Total He's, joke. I've just I've just bollocks. dived into total lies. Is yeah, what you're saying. A, a, you, you believe I live a I live of... in a city of of falsitude. Yeah. Okay. That's that's your yeah, that's your final answer. No bombshell. No She Hulk in the eighties. Yeah. So it's true. What? Yeah, it's all—it's all true. You were and telling fact, the truth. And in fact, yeah. And when you asked, when you asked me if she was going to always be green, that was in fact one of the big changes they made for her series. So, so they, they had this character. They had. What this... is it about temper that turns you big and no, green? no, no? So, so, so yeah. She Hulk. The way she becomes She Hulk is she gets a blood transfusion, uh, an emergency blood transfusion. It happens to be, I think, Hulk's blood. And then right. that's how she she becomes She Hulk. And then uh, she gets she gets sweet? yeah she gets. Do they, are they a couple? No, no. And then and then so so now she's she's this character. 
she's in Avengers comics as kind of like a side character a little bit. She's in she's in some of the the, the early. And then what they did in the mid eighties was they decided they were going to introduce these like mini series, these kind of short series of comic. You wouldn't be you know, we wouldn't be making you endless. You mm. wouldn't be like open-ended until people stop buying you. Yeah. We're, we're making a short story arc for you. And then they kind of, they rethought that and they made it into what they called the graphic novel series, which was these kind of short story arcs. And and then they looked at She-Hulk as a character to give a graphic novel series for. And it was a very big deal because at that point, they were they, if you got a graphic novel series, they would basically define your character at that point. Mm. So they would, they would then take She-Hulk and if she was given this graphic novel series, they would... They would decide who she was once and for all. You know, she'd been just kind of an airy idea in the earlier earlier comics. She proved kind of popular. Now they were going to define her. And the, what they did was they were like, okay, we're going to change her name to Bombshell, and we're going to make her so that she was exposed to so much radiation. Unlike Hulk, she never changes back. She always stays in Jeez. her in Jeez. her green yeah in her green form. Her green exploded form. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a kind of. And um and so they they did they they did the second one the the latter one they did make her in that into that permanent green thing <laughs> which later they kind of reversed a little bit because they did let her, her go back but um but they didn't change her name they kept her name as She Hulk uh, and yeah fortunately because Bombshell pretty fucking horrific name like really in terms of like they might as well have called her Sweetie Pie or Sugar Tits you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awful. Um, so yeah, so part of um, part of the success of this particular Netflix series is owed to the fact that in the 1980s they made a call not to change your name. <laughs> Such a cool fact to start yeah. off with. And I'm glad you thought it was a lie. I'm yeah. glad you thought it was a lie. I think you're totally at sea here. I think we're going to win the hell out of this episode. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. let's see what you make about my opening. <laughs> okay, okay. My opening absolute thunderbolt goes like this. Marvel used to do bible mm. stories <sighs> <sighs> oh that's interesting <laughs> oh that's interesting because here's the thing right marvel wasn't initially just comics the company that owned marvel wasn't just superhero mm. comics they used to do adventure stories as well and i know that did they do bible stories i mean i feel like in the 1930s and 40s the old Bible was pretty popular, you know? The, the old Bible could sell some shit. In Preach fact, it, brother. In fact, to this day, the old Bible can sell some stuff. At the moment, it's selling us Donald Trump, which is not good, but it's selling some stuff. So, sure, sure. Why shouldn't Marvel do Bible stories? Jesus is a superhero, right? Sure, there's in actually fact, a, in fact, that's I, a song uh, from Hillsong in Australia. Jesus, you're my superhero. I, so so I'm, I'm going like, to tell you a story that, that, that horrified me. I was, I was standing with my son. He was maybe two years old. We'd gone to jump and trampoline at a, at a local playground. And there was a group of kids gathered around. They must have been four and five. And they were having this conversation where they were trying to decide who the most powerful superhero is. And one kid said, one kid said, Jesus is the most powerful superhero because, you know, he's got all these superpowers and stuff. And it was quite clear to me at that point that this child had been sold some kind of brainwashy story about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. That he hadn't, I mean, he didn't come up with this theory himself. He'd yeah. been told yeah. Jesus is the most powerful superhero and he was just parroting this back to the other kids. Yeah. And I, I blocked my child's ears. Come away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Come away. Don't listen yeah, to me. Yeah, it's almost yeah. a bit cringy, you know? Uh, yeah. Because there's literally a, but this is how they're trying to, uh, you know, for me as as a religious person, good good 
good religious morals always set the trends. Now the modern church tries to copy what's popular. They try and do rock concerts in auditoriums and they, you know, literally there's Hillsong in Australia got a song called Jesus, You're My Superhero. Well, I mean, it's better than Jesus, you my boo. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, you my bae. Yeah, um, you know, it, it gets a bit silly. You know, where's the? It's a bit, it's a bit irreverent, uh, which is fine if that's your cup of tea. But it's not mine. I think it's a bit silly. I think they should release comic books and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, listen. Thor went that way, and he's never been more popular. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Thor the Thunder God was dead for centuries. They put him in a comic book. Put him on those Marvel movies, and people love the fuck out of Chris Hemsworth yeah. as Marvel he's, he's superhero cool. Thor. Thor is probably the most popular god in the world right now, yeah. after maybe Vishnu, you know. Um, and then he got he got nice and chunky in the one movie. It was, it was that's right. Of the galaxy. Very funny. Very funny. But but now Jesus, he doesn't look as cool compared to Thor. Who are you gonna worship? This dude with this hammer that fucks some shit up. <laughs> Or like, oh, I made I made more fish, everyone. Everyone, does anyone want more fish? Picnic. <laughs> a really big picnic. Yeah, I made a really big picnic. You want a really big picnic? Or also, you want to see a the also hammer? then you nail, you don't nail fucking Thor to a cross, do you? No, you don't. He would never let that happen. You know, he fought Hulk in a Thunderdome. <laughs> you don't see Jesus fighting Hulk in a Thunderdome. <laughs> You know, that was what offended me the most about those little kids. It's factually incorrect. Jesus isn't the most powerful. He didn't fight Hulk in a Thunderdome. <laughs> hey, listen to me, you little bastard. Walking on water. Have you not seen Aquaman? <laughs> exactly. I didn't, I didn't see Jesus fuck up Hulk in a Thunderdome. That's all I'm saying, kid. Go back to, go back to Brett at your youth group and tell him he's, <laughs> tell him he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh Cause, man! Because it's true. Every youth group pastor is called Brett. They've got a guitar. No, I, I got a, yeah. I know one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Just one. But, what also like, yeah. Anyway, good. What, we what were... annoys me about that is, is, is escapism and adventure and imagination is actually good for kids. Yeah. And and but you got this new generation of religious folks who. You know, they just no. Everything must be their religion, so it must replace all of this other stuff. No, no, that other stuff's fun. Analogy, metaphor, imagination—it's wonderful. Halloween—it's fun. Embrace the spookiness. It's fun. Who no, no. They don't have Halloween parties. They have Hallelujah parties. <laughs> I wish. I wish I thought you were joking. I wish no, I thought no, you no, were no. joking. Yeah. No, but fun. but Ryan, listen. It's one of the reasons you and I are sitting here today because we can talk about these. Things. We can talk yeah. about this. You had but, a fact. Yes, and you said it was probably true. Can't remember what Marvel thinking. did Bible stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was probably true. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it was true. Uh, they were called Atlas back then. Okay. And of course, uh, I hope this is not one of your facts uh, going no. forward, but Captain America was very much in the Second World War. Um, a vibe to... Yes. yes uh, I don't know much about his stories, but doesn't he fuck up Nazis? He does. Yeah. He does fuck up Nazis. But so did Donald Duck. So, you did know, he? Gone, yeah, Donald Duck used to... Used to did fuck he really? Up, hey? Yeah. Yeah, man, they love they love people fucking up Hitler. Like, <laughs> like, oh, if you could if you could attach your brand to fucking up Hitler in the nineteen forties, that was that was strong marketing. And for some reason, uh, the superheroes died down in the and the popularity faned a bit in the in the uh, early forties, mid forties. Don't know why. Uh, so they did a few things, including um, 
medieval adventures and Bible stories. So, so they were called Atlas back so then, they, but they, it became yeah, Marvel. It became it became very one note, is why, you know. Um, yes. People, yeah, people were less interested. Also, people are less interested in fantasy and and uh, ridiculousness when they're living literal hell. You know, like yeah. when when actually the world has gone to gone yeah. to shit. I mean, America itself hadn't gone too terribly. But, I you know, find myself okay. The the Ukraine things reached a stalemate. We won't want to date this too much, but it's reached a bit of a strange wintry stalemate. But before it, when it was when front front lines were moving and people were making serious moves, uh, which there's still are bombing Kiev. But um, I, I'm I'm I was interested in that on a daily basis, like literally that. But I, I think as that gets boring, I use that term loosely. Then my imagination might want to crave some weird escapist thing. Yeah, like sure. putting on your tablecloth to come to a podcast. But cool, yeah, it, absolutely. So, well, so one of the there? one of the things that's credited with the rejuvenation of the superhero thing is um, is the Marvel universe. It's the creation, I think, in the nineteen sixties of of Stanley and these guys saying, "No, the, these superheroes don't exist in their own worlds. They exist in a, in a combined world." Where they can interact with each other and they can affect each other and their their behaviors start playing off each other and I think that's that's the thing that's ultimately now led to to the MCU being so much bigger than the the DC world, you know DC is kind of playing catch up a little bit on that front. Anyway, um, so I'm I'm going to stick with your theme. I'm going to stick with your early. Oh, they did Bible stories, um, because comic books weren't always about superheroes. We've we've established this now. Uh, in the early days, they would also occasionally be about stand-up comedians. <laughs> and I'm not saying this out of any kind of personal love of stand-up comedians or, or personal concern for stand-up comedians, but they would. That is my fact. Comics were about stand-up comedians. They were about stand-up oh, comedians. Oh, man. I'm going to say yes, maybe because of uh, uh, the Cosby show, Fat Albert's. No, no, I'm saying early days. I'm saying, really? I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying like way early. No, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying there were comics about, say, Fat Albert or, or Bill mm-hmm. Cook. I'm saying, I'm saying, your traditional comic brands were creating stories not about the adventures of superheroes, but about adventures of stand-up comics. Oh, that's crazy! Like you would imagine they were creating sta- adventures of the Beatles or whatever. Jeez, but, you know, I'm that's saying crazy. they did it about stand-up comics. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. I, it doesn't seem like it's true. It doesn't seem like it's true. Here's a little side note. You know, you know, old, old Joe Joe Parker, obviously. You know. Yeah. So he's a classic comedian in South Africa. That's that's yes. our name. Yeah. Classic yes. stand-up comic. Um, but he he was telling us that when he also used to hustle, do a little bit of everything, all sorts of things in the performance realm. Right. Yeah, because he used to manage some of the comics, and he he had some venues, and he of course owned Parker's Comedy Club in, yes. in Monte Cassino. But in the late 70s or early 80s, you know those uh, comics that were like actual photographs? Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then they added in the caption and dialogue. Mm. He, he, he acted in a few of those. I've got, so I've got we had a, fr- a good I've laugh a about Justin that. He was telling who, us about that. I had a good laugh about that. Yeah, I know. I've got a friend, Justin, who lives in a different Justin to the comic Justin. But he lives in, uh, in London. Who He sometimes posts one he did. Uh, in I think Hello magazine. Really? Yeah, yeah. From when he was a young actor, it's hilarious. It's That's it's funny. very embarrassing. It's very it's hilarious. And he posted every time he posted, I laugh. Yeah. Yeah, but on that note, I don't think the fact is true. I don't think there was comics about stand-up comics. Nope. 
Why do you think they call comics, Ryan? Okay, now you're just pulling my leg now. I don't know why they're called comics, but I don't think they did comics about comics. You don't think they did comics about comics? No. You don't think they called the comic strip because a comedian got naked? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? You're, you're, you're certain it's like, yeah. it's in fact true. Dun, really? dun, 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 My dun. word. Yeah, they used to do uh, books about the adventures of comedians rather than the adventures of the superheroes. So uh, Jerry Lewis, for instance, once had an episode in which he interacted with The Flash you know, because sometimes these characters would interact with the superheroes, but normally it would just be about that's crazy. Yeah, man. normally it would just be about their wacky adventures. Um, obviously these weren't real adventures. For instance, but in, it was their job as stand-up comic? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me tell you. For instance, in episode number twenty of Bob Hope, no, and Bob Hope would be like sold like Superman or Flash. In episode number twenty of Bob Hope. Bob Hope goes under the sea and meets mermaids. <laughs> so it's not it's not about, you know, life strictly as a comedian. Normally we only meet mermaids when people give us drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives us drugs. <laughs> this is not this or is not if, the nineteen seventies. Ringo is singing his song. I'd yeah. like to be <laughs> under the sea. Isn't that a, a uh, George Harrison song? No, it's Ringo. Well, I don't know if you wrote I think, it. I think George Harrison sang. Ringo sang. sings it. I think George Harrison. I like to be under the sea. <laughs> All right. So so Bob Hope with Mermaids. Yeah, wow. Bob, among the other comedians who appeared in comics were Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, wow. Abbott and Costello. Wow. These days, there are still occasional appearances by comedians in uh, in comics. Episode 40 of Deadpool, for instance, was written by Brian Poston, who's like a big nerd comic over there um and Sarah Sarah Silverman makes oh, yeah. an appearance in that in that episode where she's apparently quite funny and she gets to Kamehameha um a minotaur oh wow um yeah so I mean David Letterman was in an episode of the Avengers once that's yeah. hysterical. Yeah, so so comedians still do make appearances in comics but they used to be dedicated comedian uh Series and and they didn't only get four well, or five comic episodes. Books. Yeah, yeah, comic books. My they didn't only word. get four or five episodes. Many of them made more than a hundred episodes. The Jerry Lewis one and um, I think the Don Rickles one are well over a hundred. Well over a hundred issues. Yeah, what a crazy fact. So there you are. Yeah, why doesn't that happen anymore? Let's talk to hey. South Africa's local comic producers. If you are watching this because you're a local South African comic producer, I mean, have, have, you, have you ever lives. seen a more superhero body than this? We had we have mad superhero lives. Friday <laughs> night, ask us what we were doing. Mad, yeah. yeah. Right? We went to, we went to the yeah. This is gonna blow your mind. We we went to the Gordon's Bay Bowls Club for bingo night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, we said some rude words there, and we're told to shush. Yeah, so they wouldn't you know. let us in, but the ladies leaving <laughs> gave us the code. It's one four four seven eight. And uh, hash and just ask for Stella. So now you know. Look at look at the benefits of watching this thing. Yeah. If you've gotten this deep, you deserve that podcast. Stella wants that. cash though, and the beers are only in the big one, the pinty. Yeah, courty they things. only come in the in the five hundred mils. Yeah, and yeah. but she wants cash. Yeah. Anyway, we went She's there. We said so, Stella, we said some eh? swear words. People weren't happy with them. They weren't. Because you told that table of old people to go fuck up that table. Yeah, of because old they were people. playing bingo against each other, and these guys were my team. Team B, yeah. Team A, my team, Team A, they were losing. Your team, Team B, were winning. Yeah, and it, and it was uh, that I, I got some funny looks when the guy went N forty three, next ball out, 
N44. And I'm like, it's rigged. And they're like, no, it's not. No, you can come check. Come check my ball machine. It's not rigged. It's not rigged. God damn it. And the guy was the guy was funny calling the numbers like, we're in the vitamins. Next ball, B12. <laughs> Listen, vitamins are very important at that age. You can't go through your 70s without vitamins, Ryan. It's more important than the 150 rand cash prize for the bingo. Yeah, we couldn't enter. We lost out on the accumulated jackpots, eh? Mind yeah. you, that... Big Castle Lager was an accumulated jackpot yeah. for me. <laughs> anyway, good time. Effect. What is so if you, if you are in Gordon's Bay, definitely stop by the Gordon's Comics. Bay right. Bowling Brilliant. Club. It's, uh, it's wild there. They get up to some shit. I bet so, they swing afterwards. Oh, <laughs> I bet, yeah. I bet we left too early for the swinging. Well, Stella was wanting us to stay. <laughs> I don't know if we had any more cash. All of that cash for all of that big bottles of beer. Under the table stuff there at Gordon's Bay Bowls Club. I mean, clearly they're not declaring their taxes. If you if you're from the tax office, here's another benefit of watching this particular podcast. Yeah, you've got an in. Get them. Get the Gordon's Bay Bowling Club, and particularly Stella. Anyway, um, my next fact is not me. Is it your? Is it you? It is you. Yeah, it is me. It is you. Ah, so um. Marvel did do medieval adventures, one of which was uh, a spin-off of uh, of a Narnia series, uh, Prince Caspian. They did a whole thing, ran for years, um, and it was... <laughs> Are all of our facts just about weird shit Marvel has done? Yeah, I think so. Because cause yeah. I think we should delve into Stan Lee's sex life, if that's the case. <laughs> So that's my. Fact. I have no more. I have no more facts about weird shit Marvel okay. has done. I just want to. I just want to reassure viewers that I had the one weird shit that Marvel has done, and I did it mainly because it was about stand-up comedians. You yes. seem to have gone down a weird rabbit hole. A little bit. You've written your rabbit hole. Yet. Oh no, it's very marvelly. Okay. Very marvelly. Oh, is it very marvelly? Okay, oh, well. it's very marvelly. No, I, I get heavily off Marvel in about the fourth. Fact. So yeah, Prince Caspian, as you know, was book three in the Chronicles of Narnia. But I, well, I, I think. You know, what was the whole debate? Lord of the I can't Rings. take a man wearing a cape seriously. It's very difficult. How does anyone look at... Look, the only reason Superman gets any respect is because he can fuck you up. Everybody knows it. And they, they're therefore like, oh, Superman, wear that cool cape. That cape Me. is so cool, Superman. We love the tights, Superman. I'm like the Hulk, you know. I'm patient and I'm nice. But there's a day I'm going to explode and turn green and those are going to fucking run. <laughs> downtown Joburg ain't never going to be the same again. Well, it was downtown Joburg. It was downtown Joburg, yeah. It was downtown Joburg. Yeah. It's oh, so fucked up. It's fucked up enough. Why did the fucking Avengers have to go and mess it up? No, yeah, I bet you no, they didn't even. Fucked up. Yeah, because it was. It was. What was the movie? Avengers. Yeah, but which Avengers movie? They They came to and they filmed it in Johannesburg. Yeah. And then they they trashed the whole south Shame, of Germany. Man. I mean, that, that area struggles, and now they just fucked it up even more. I mean, to be fair, like flatten it, get Your some of that Avengers yeah, money yeah. in, yeah. you know, because I'm pretty sure they pay restitution. Mm. The Avengers. I mean, none of the other white colonial destructors <laughs> pay any kind of restitution. But I I feel Hulk like the Avengers right, the Avengers are superheroes. They they probably pay their restitution. They probably fix up some stuff. We could actually probably use the Avengers trashing the south of Joburg. Yeah. 
beautiful. I'm just I saying. Man, I, was, just... I was proud, even though we were getting properly fucked. I was proud. I was like, oh, yeah, buddy. it's our city getting fucking destroyed. Yeah. Like that. Oh, so yes, yeah, so um, the Chronicles of Narnia. Their movies never really carried on. There's seven books, but they only did three movies. Unlike Lord of the Rings, which which and Harry Potter. They, they gain momentum, but it's because of the genius of the Chronicles of Narnia that they are a puzzle and they, they, they're not released in the same order in which the story takes place. It's quite uh-huh. clever because, you know, he was a religious chap and I think he did, he tried to make stories like, like the Bible. There's a bit there and then it goes into that world there. Then you, but then the start is over here, but actually we're releasing the fourth book, which is how it all began, which is um, interesting. But I anyway. think he probably just smoked marijuana. I think so. He was he was at Oxford, and I think that's what. Yeah, he was did. friends with Tolkien. It's Tolkien. Pretty clear. Tolkien what, definitely smoked. That's something. what Tolkien means. Eh? It's a Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a token. Token. A token. Token. Yeah. J.R. Token. <laughs> J.R. Misty token, Mountains. Yeah. Misty Mountains, indeed. <laughs> definitely, yeah. But uh, Prince Caspian, his third book, uh, went and became a Marvel comic, and uh, ran for many years. I think you were hoping, including in the Sunday Times magazine. In that that we got the South African was that version. was that Prince Caspian in the Sunday Times magazine the Prince Caspian I don't think there was I think that's where you're lying I think that's those separate things it wasn't Narnia related it just happened to have a similar name that's where you sold yourself short there right you gave me too many facts and now I think you're lying do you want the truth yes yes I want to hear it I want to hear how clever I am for working that out. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Yeah, <laughs> I think I need to call protection. D2 might want to come. I think he's not gonna like this. Um, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about in that fact. <laughs> no, what the fuck. So I, I've been trying desperately. So here's how my research started. I remember that Sunday Times every Sunday, and we'd right. always get it for the Garfield and the Lockhorns. That was quite funny, the Garfield. But and there Hagar was that- the horrible. Yes, but there was that strip of that old mm. fucked up thing which no one bothered reading because yeah, I quite a lot of it. it. There may have even been a whole page. Oh man, fuck. And I'm pretty sure it was called Prince Caspian. And then in my later years, as an adult, I actually got into the Chronicles of Narnia. And I know there was a Prince Caspian. And then my memory went, oh, I wonder if it was that that they were doing. Maybe, you know, a religious society <laughs> that thought oh, Narnia, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, but it was a comic. Did Marvel or DC ever do? Then I tried to research. What the name of that one from Sunday Times was. Was uh-huh. it Prince Caspian? Was it based on Narnia? Was it Marvel? Was it DC? Did anything have anything to do with anything? And the answer is, I haven't a fucking clue. So listen, this is this is at least better than the Tamati Bloom. Because well, I, I remember, sure that, that was I remember this other Mr. prince. Diaga would... I remember this other prince and I remember the What the was comic. his name, the other prince? I, I could, it could be Caspian. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't think... I, I don't know if the Prince Caspian of Narnia was those. So cop- what you're saying is you spent you spent how long did you spend thinking about your cape and your your shirt and stuff? Oh there, yeah. Well, it was good. It was good forty five minutes. Yeah. So you spent forty five minutes on your on your outfit. Yeah. And what like three minutes on this particular thing? No, no, about an hour. I couldn't <laughs> find it on the internet. I couldn't find it. Sometimes research on the internet is not easy. And I think it's becoming uh-huh. harder and harder uh, over the years because you punch in a thing and only the popular thing will pop, pop up. Not the insightful thing. Not mm. the truth. Fuck, man. Maybe you just need extra search words like, like help me, please, <laughs> ther- therapist. 
Cape Town general area. <laughs> like that's maybe that's what you need to be typing into the Google search bar now, right? So the question is, I don't know if the Sunday Times when we were small, Prince Caspian, is related to Narnia or even at a comic. It's not, right? No, Ryan, it's not. It's not. I can guarantee How do you know? Ryan, You're I can guessing. guarantee you it's not. Because was there ever a lizard man that like Caspian stabbed in the face? Because I'm pretty sure I remember there being a lizard man that, so that, that dude in the that dude in the blue. I yeah. just remember him being a knight in like a blue. He manish, wasn't kind he? Kind of armor just... thing. Blue tabard. That's the the phrase for that that cloth that you wear over your armor. Was that Jesus? He was wearing a blue that tabard. Jesus was buried in. No, he was buried in a tabernacle. A shroud. A shroud. A tabard. Uh, it's a tabard is just a top half. It's like a like a like a poncho, like a little poncho <laughs> for knights. It's like a little poncho Jesus for knights. Buried in a little poncho. No, Jesus wasn't buried in a little poncho. He's buried in a cave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you saw Prince Caspian in his tabard stabbing a lizard. stabbing like a lizard man in the face, and I'm pretty sure I don't remember that from Prince Caspian the book about Narnia. I'm fairly. I mean, holy shit, Ryan. I don't. I know nothing. Is, I know next to nothing. But but. This is an interesting dilemma for this episode because mm. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and you are guessing. I'm definitely you, guessing. You don't know what I'm. Look, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna give me the point for that, and I'm gonna move the fuck on. That's but it's what my do. question. Don't I have to grant the? Point? No, shut up. I'm giving myself the point for that. You Ooh. are just gonna sit there in your cape and look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So so um, my next fact is that the. Uh, the author of The Godfather. <laughs> this is also a Marvel fact. The author of The Godfather was rejected by Marvel for writing comic books. Oh, shame. Wow. Now he was told he's not good enough to write comic books. <laughs> Your fucking mafia stories. Shame. No, that's not an official quote. That's not, that's not a Stan Lee quote. I got to tell you, uh, my confession about the Godfather mm. stuff is mm. I've watched bits of it here and there. I've never sat and watched the whole thing, and I'd love to. I'd love to, but I've never you done don't, it. No, you wouldn't love to, because if you would love to, you would have done it. This is like it irritates me when people say that. When they say, I'm gonna. When they say, no, when people say, oh, I would love to watch. You know, this, or I'd love to. Tomorrow. I'd love to take up the piano. No, you wouldn't love to. <sighs> if you would love to, you would have done it already. You, you've you considered it from time to time, but it, you don't care about it enough to actually do it. Not to I love do to. care about the Godfather Words, have, words have meaning, Ryan. Words have meaning. Watch, by this time, next time we do a podcast, all I'm going to talk about is the Godfather trilogy. All right, all right fine. That's, that's a deal. Um, you better have watched the whole, like, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to quiz you. Anyway, the dude yeah. who wrote the dude who wrote the Godfather was not good enough to write for Marvel. Wow, man! Sounds like a palpable story. Is that a, even a word? It is a word, but not one that fits there. Okay. Well, sounds like it could be true. I have to use a number of words. Yeah, um, you know why it's true. I'll you know why it's true. no, but you know why it sounds true. Is what I'm saying. Is because what I did was I chose an obscure enough movie. But one that people consider amazing. Yeah. Like like that's why if I'd said, Oh, Orson Wells, you'd be like a little bit, oh no, hang on. But Orson Wells didn't write stuff. Uh, it's a little bit suspicious. But I chose I chose a movie that's revered. Orson then, Wells wrote a few things. 
No, he he directed a few things. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, he directed War of the Worlds. I don't. Mm-hmm. Did he write War of the Worlds? Oh no, I don't think so. And and Citizen Kane, he might have written Citizen Kane. That's awesome, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you're saying you're lying because I said you were telling no, the no, truth. What I, no, no, no. I I'm think s- you're telling the what truth. What I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is, I've picked a movie to tell you before before you make your decision, which is obscure enough but also good enough. That's why you're uncertain. That's why you're in the in the uncertainty. Also, because Godfather, it makes you think: Are the worlds so different? The one is like fantasy, sci-fi. Uh, thing and the other one is almost true life, albeit mm. rather violent and action based. But but also God and Father, and that was right up Marvel's street, right at the time. You according <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, um, I still sounds like it could be plausible. There's the word. Pla- plausible is a good word. Oh, yeah. Found it. Yeah. <laughs> Helpable. Plausible. Yeah, plausible. That's a real word. Yeah, okay, all right. I say plausible. I say yes, true. You're telling the truth. It is, in fact, true. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. So no, he was rejected. I mean, he, eh? he was, no, he was accepted, but then he started writing it, and then he contacted Stan Lee, and he said to him, this is too hard. I'm going to miss my deadlines. And Stan Lee said, well, I mean, in that case, you can't work for us. But well, essentially, he was fresh out of university at that stage. And he was a struggling writer and he was trying to get whatever writing work he possibly could. His first novel, 1955's The Dark Arena, only earned him $3,500. And his second novel, 1965's The Fortune Pilgrim, earned him just $3,000. So he was like hustling. Mm. But according to his kids, he, he had like caviar tastes on on like, what was what's it saying? It's caviar tastes on, mm. on like, on a, know, on a something budget, on a, on a Pup Call budget, a, yeah. bread, bread budget. I mean, make it up, but it's, you know. Kentucky Rounder budget. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> right. So he used to spend a lot of money, so he got into debt quite a lot. And then, so so when he made money, it would have to generally be paid back into debt. So it was at that time he was trying to work for Marvel, and he just he just couldn't. And he came to Stanley's attention because, remember earlier I said to you, I knew that Marvel were working uh, adventure stories at the time. Well, he had been writing a lot of those adventure stories for Marvel. And then he came to Stanley's attention and he couldn't write the superhero comic book stuff. He just didn't have, have what it took. And his kids say that what happened is that eventually he, um, he came home like fed up with the world. Uh, somebody had just told him that no, his books were nice. They were fine. But maybe if he had a little bit of like, Mafia violence in it, you know. <laughs> it would it would perk up the book, and you know he'd grown up amongst that kind of community, and he kind of came home fed up, and he was like, "Fine, fuck it, I'm gonna give them what they want." And he sat Jeez. down, and he yeah, he went down into his basement, and he and he told his kids, "I'm writing a number one. Leave me the fucking leave me alone." You know, he used to shout at them. According to the kids, he used to shout at them if they made a noise. He was like, "I'm writing a bestseller." <laughs> <laughs> And his kids would be like, oh. "That's you know. my line from now on." Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone! I'm writing a bestseller. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, Dad, what a loser! <laughs> He's written all these, <laughs> these terrible books before." <laughs> and then, um, and then, in the end, he he kind of like he started running out of money. It took him like three years to write this book, and he he started running out of money, and um, and he needed the last little payment to pay some bills. So that's that's the only reason he finished it. Wow. So, so he finished the book after three years and he handed it in, took the last little payment and he, he said to his family, listen, 
we're broke. We're going to have to sell the house and move somewhere smaller. Let's just take this payment and go on a European holiday. And his wife was like, fine, let's do it. And they went overseas to Europe expecting that they would come back and sell their house. And I came back and um, he spoke to his, his editor at the time. And the editor said to him, you know, um, and I've got the editor's name. His name is Bill Targ. He spoke to his editor and he, like, you know, he had a meeting with his editor. He's like, oh, so, so you know, I'm going to have to sell my house. And, and Bill Targ said to him, yeah, no, that, that's not going to have to happen. We, um, we, we sold The Godfather to a publisher for $410,000, which is the equivalent of about $3.5 million today. So so he, he then sold The Godfather. He sold The Godfather 2, The Godfather 3. They turned him into movies. He became this absolute fucking like, famous person. And the wonderful part is, the wonderful part is he did get to write on the superheroes at the end anyway because, <laughs> because he's one of the credited writers for 1978's Superman movie. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, wow. What so a that's beautiful quite a, yeah, story. Quite a nice little roundabout story. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful, man. I mean, in that in that kind of angry writer's kind of fed up, let me just purge, almost purge it, you know. I think, uh, wasn't uh, the Harry Potter lady a similar kind of story? So, yeah, she, well, I mean, she was bankrupt. And, and the, the funny thing about J.K. Rowling is, is quite a lot of what she's got in the Harry Potter movies is influenced by previous British writers and previous, like, there's a Neil Gaiman story about a, about a, a a wizard with glasses, a little wizard boy with glasses, and a and a scar lightning bolt on his forehead, who has kind of who's inducted into a kind of world of magic. So she obviously had read that. She took that a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. She took some of Enid Blyton's like creations, you mm-hmm. know, her magic faraway tree stuff, and she sort of mixed it all together as an unemployed writer sitting in Edinburgh cafes. And uh, yeah, I mean Fantastic. the rest is I suppose history, but yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's about it's about writing, I suppose, what you know, because Mario Puzo had grown up in that in that world of like the mafia guys around, you know, on the neighborhood and yeah. and their influence in that in that world. And getting and, into that writing flow, that's a good thing if you you know. Well, as I say, he never did. It took him three years. Three years eh? Yeah, three years to finish that book. Oh, like they they they'd offered him like five thousand dollars as an advance on this particular novel, which is you know bigger than he'd made. I mean, it's almost as much as he'd made on his previous two novels. So, so you know, he needed the regular checks to kind of come in. Yeah. And as I say, he only finished it because he was kind of forced by those checks. So he <laughs> never he never reached the deadline, like voluntarily. It wasn't like it was a thing that came out easily. And the, the first Godfather book is really quite simple, right? It's about it's about a, a guy, like like very simple family business. Son is taking over family business. There's no, there's no heavy politic in it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then it goes pretty pear shaped. I know that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna tell us all about it next week. I will. <laughs> I will. Um now I must say, um the Joker movie, you saw the Joker movie. Yes, movie. I did. So it was excellent. It does it it was excellent. And for a softy like me, it was troubling but brilliant. Um I just find it, yeah, very disturbing content. That's because you have a lot of thoughts about killing people around you. Yes. And no, <laughs> no. Take out, I've told you, the hammer off. thing. I've never been so worried. <laughs> never been so, so worried. That kind of, um, but th- there's a lot of interesting things. Does, does uh, Quentin Tarantino, he calls it subversion, eh? Is that a thing? That's when you like suddenly the bad guy's the good guy or the good guy. Oh yeah, guy. yeah. You yeah. subvert people's expectations. Yeah. Change um, what they were expecting to happen. Yeah. And so. I think a lot of uh, conservative people would go, you know, you can't 
make a story now where the big bad wolf's actually a nice guy and little red riding is actually uh, devious you know you, that's not good because you know it messes with our heads too much but but even morally i think it might be good because it shows that uh that we're all there's a bit of good and bad in everyone to borrow from paul mccartney and um piano song i think quite the opposite i think i think one of the 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 things that is advanced in our storytelling is exactly that thing is that we we kind of try to show the balanced opinion how a bad guy became a bad guy i think the best bad guys are ones where you can understand yeah you know even the james bond movies have moved away from the blowfeld mr bond i have a laser machine (laughs) you know to, to kind of Oh, I have a troubled childhood with my my dad threw diamonds in my face. You know, <laughs> like it's that, <laughs> you know, it's that. It's there's there's more thinking about where being a bad guy comes from now because ultimately the best story is a, is one we can believe. Right? Yes, like it's one that we uh, yeah. even even if you've got a a terrible enemy like Sauron, if you if there's a little bit of backstory that kind of leads into how did he become this guy? Yes. He's a much he's a much more believable. Oh, totally. Which is why everybody made so much fun of the latest Star Wars trilogy, because oh, Palpatine came back? Why did he come back? What had he been doing? What was the thing? Nobody gives a shit. Who's this big bad? We do not give a damn. <laughs> right? So that yeah, so I think it's become more important in modern stories to kind of have a nuanced bad guy. Look at Thanos and look at how popular Thanos was. In the Marvel universe, you know, he was he was a guy. He had this evil concept that he was like, "Oh, I'm going to kill half of the people in in the universe." But why is he doing it? Because there aren't enough resources to maintain everyone. He's got some kind of like grand scheme and plan where actually he's convinced himself he's a good guy. And this is just in some stupid superhero movie, you know. So I think it's become more important in storytelling. Yeah, fascinating. And on that note, the Riddler was physically abused by his father. Is that your fact? Yeah. I mean, so... <laughs> not funny. No. Or... No, it's not No, funny. so, so, so... That's not the Joker movie, though. That's that's obviously the new mm. Batman movie. But, um, but so, so the Riddler's undergone a lot of changes over the last... And, and this is a bit of where... I do have a little bit of nerd, okay. nerd kind like of comic Riddler. book history stuff in it. Mm. But he's undergone a lot of changes over the last, I'd say, 20, 30, 40 years. You know, like initially he was a ridiculous character. He was this kind of prancy, asking stupid questions and riddles kind of fellow. And that that Riddler is, in, is shown by Jim Carrey's Riddler in yes. the Tim Burton uh, forms. You know, where he's he's a bit kind of ridiculous and, and over the top. And ah, ha, 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 ha. But the latest Batman definitely made him a lot grimmer, a lot more serial killer, a lot more kind of thinking and plotting. And in fact, that's how he's gone in the latest. Yeah, well, that's how he's gone in 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 a lot of the the latest Batman comic books as well. Is they've they've really given him a lot more nuance. They've given him a lot more ability to to actually be a bad guy, to actually be a villain, and and start influencing the stories. So, so yeah, I mean, I the way that you do that with a villain is you start giving them a backstory. You start giving them, why are they a bad guy? How did this happen to them? What was, what was the, the moment that led them to this kind of state of mind? And it's why comics are now richer and better than they were in the eighties. You know, in the eighties, silly and a bit mm. kind of like, you know, all the women wore ridiculously revealing outfits and all the guys were stupidly muscly and, there wasn't really as much nuance. And then I think Alan Moore kind of came into this thing and, and started changing it. And then some of the writers uh, and artists 
started influencing and, and developing it. Now you get, you know, the, the the TV series we're watching now are the, I think the 1980s, the 1990s comics. And since then things have developed, you know, the Umbrella Academy and uh, the boys and these sorts of things. You know, in TV, we haven't gone as far as the comics have gone. Mm-hmm. Is the, the stories have continued to develop and make people more nuanced and make the superheroes more developed and make everything everything work better. So I would not be surprised if the latest iteration of the Riddler was abused as a child. The early Riddler was just an idiot who, you know, ah, shallow kind of flat character. But I wouldn't be surprised if now we were looking at somebody that they'd given an actual psyche to and an actual series of motivations to and a, and and a reason for his particular behaviors and that's a very long way of me saying yes yes i think it's true well i'll come straight out with it um yes it is true and it seems uh, uh, in terms of the development of the character at some point quite right started off a bit buffoony and uh riddle me this all that stuff and then at some point he helped batman investigate something and uh then joined forces with the wrong bad person and then was on the street homeless and was taken in by someone who was quite kind and while that was happening had like flashbacks of their child his childhood and he was physically beaten by beaten by I his mean, dad I mean the thing the thing about this is it's an it's an ongoing thing right mm. there like there's no one through line of true story character development from the riddler from a to b you know mm. um people use the character as they need to so new artists and new new writers come in and they use the character as they see fit so they can sometimes change the character's persona or they can even put them in a separate universe you know there's this earth 2 and these kind of multiverse scenarios where you can get one situation happens in this universe and something else happens in this other universe and so the stories are never quite linear they're not like necessarily just just developmental you know, there's so so it's difficult sometimes to track a character's development. So when you when you say that, like you're like, oh, this is this is a specific Riddler in a specific scenario is mm. is this thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ah. Uh, anyway, so good. That's I'm the Riddler. You, I'm glad you tracked it out. Yeah. No, the Riddler like definitely like leapt to popularity with the latest I, Batman movie. Yeah, I'm, I still see it. I, I didn't. You know, there was criticism of Jim Carrey's performance, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was crazy in Buffoonie. Was, but back uh, then, it, that was the that was the genre. It I was, mean, he chewed the scenery like a bastard, mm. like a bastard. And Tommy Lee Jones notoriously hates him for it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah so the two but of them, he, the two were, of them, they were still good together. I think. Or yeah. maybe I was thirteen. I I, I, I think those movies are particularly terrible. I think that that kind of lyric <laughs> one. Yeah, and, and then and then the Mister Freeze. Uh, I didn't George see that. Clooney, the penguin. I mean, it's all no. no, no. The penguin's great. Penguin, good. Pe- Danny DeVito is the penguin. What a what a genius! I love Danny DeVito and everything he's ever done. He's wonderful. Um, yeah, the freeze was looked corny. I didn't even. Yeah, see yeah, yeah. So that's that's the later ones. That's the the Tim Burton ones. There, there are there are a lot to. Is it not not Tim Burton? Ugh, Joel Schumacher ones. Yes, yes. There are a lot to there are a lot to deal with. There are a lot to to kind of. And they're, they're cheesy as shit. You mm. know, like people define those ones because they're the ones with where the bat suit had nipples. <laughs> you know, and that's that's pretty much exactly where you are when it comes to those things. Anyway. My my fact of I'm I'm gonna move completely away from superheroes because 
honestly, like superheroes, we've, we've given them too much credibility. My fact is SpongeBob SquarePants started yes. his life as an educational comic book. Wow. Yeah. You know, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? When uh, when we were uh, Opikopi about twenty years ago, we invented an Afrikaans version of that song, and uh, and by the end of Opikopi, we had basically everybody singing it because it goes, "We play in a pineapple under the sea, spawn squibbers feet can't brook." Absurbius purius and healers hey, spawn squibbers feet can't brook. That's brilliant Afrikaans yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, spawn squibbers feet can't brook. I mean, Spud Squibus is maybe not a direct SpongeBob, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, translation, but that's yeah, funny. Brook is as close. It was as you Melt can with get. you? That sounds very Melt. No, 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 no. It was just it was my, my, me and my old university friends. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so you, oh, so I must tell you, it sounds yeah, I I could believe it for sure. He's so cute and uh, adorable, and the kids would listen to what he says. And yes, he was educational. I mean, you're right. The uh, creator Stephen Hillenberg was a trained marine biologist. Oh wow! Yeah, he uh, he worked at the Orange County Marine Institute, and while he was there, one of his supervisors said to him, "You know, like, why don't you you draw so well? Why don't you create something for the institute?" So he decided to create a, a comic book that would teach the kids about about what life was like in the tidal pools of California. Oh. And and SpongeBob number one was made for the Orange County Marine Institute, wow. and and was was about teaching kids. I mean, obviously the the squirrel in a scuba gear must have come in <laughs> slightly later when it was no longer educational. But yeah, I was instantly fell in love with SpongeBob. I think it's uh, my alter ego. SpongeBob. The thing the thing about SpongeBob is it's it's very clever. Yeah, it's, it's one of those that you can watch as an adult. You know, like I, I, I love nothing more than a show that kids fucking adore, where you as an adult can watch it and get jokes. I actually went to the big screen and watched the first SpongeBob movie. Yeah, so did I. I huh? love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he rides I mean on but you Dave. and I for different reasons. Yeah, I because I love SpongeBob and you because you're a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had free tickets uh, with the oh, Discovery. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. So maybe not a pedo. Maybe yeah. just cheap yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i fell in love with it but 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 isn't that amazing about innovation is that often the best ideas happen because you kind of force the connection so this yeah. is a dude who had to come up with something to educate the kids and he'd uh, been trying he'd been trying to get into animation for ages before he'd, he'd gone to all sorts of conventions and classes and all these sorts of things trying to become an animator because he drew so well and it took his actual job Yes. To kind of kickstart everything and, and make it happen for him. So, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, SpongeBob is, is, is awesome. It's very, very funny. And all those, uh, yeah, but they've they got some serious, like, well, that's the thing about good characters. There's one of the seven deadly sins is like, uh, you know, one of their vices. And so you got greed with Mr. Crab. And I don't know what the other one is, but he's so, like, full of shit. Who's the one? Squidworth. Um, yes, he's awesome. Yeah, Squidworth he's, is the one that everybody identifies with because he hates his job and he hates his life, yeah. and he's kind of just. And he's a realist, and he's he's, he's he's not naive like SpongeBob, who who buys into the employee of the month thing. He's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> can't you see he's just using you, making money off you? Ah, oh, shame, Ryan. I hope your boss never sees this because then he'll see the deep inner sadness that resides inside <laughs> your your employee of the month behavior. Yeah. No, God. Yeah. One that again. So that's that's a lovely fact. All SpongeBob. right, good. Um, 
so here's something we haven't talked about. Marvel. Marvel <laughs> Universe. Um, oh, poor old DC. We've entirely blank DC. We may need to have a DC episode. Marvel? Yeah, DC. That's that's, that's like, the other one. That's Batman and Superman. And Oh, right. Is it? I mean, the thing is, I, I, what's, what's funny about this is that DC should be, as, as kids who grew up in the 80s, DC should be the thing that we... We we associate with comics because DC started making movies for for comics long before Marvel did. Like DC's first uh, comic was was Superman uh, comic movie was Superman and the Mole Man in like 1951. Mole wow. Man in like 1951, and then and then of course they made they made the classic Christopher Reeves Superman yes, movies. Yes, they made the Batman movies in the 1980s. You know these Joel Schumacher. Tim Burton movies that we're talking about with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Those were all like DC movies. It was DC, 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 DC pretty much the whole way. Like Marvel's first movie is 1986's Howard the Duck. Oh, I love that. Like, really? I think really? so. Really? No, hang on. Let's talk about the deep inner pain that you remember? must have if you love Howard the fucking duck. Uh, that was like puppets in, in real... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, bizarrely, Howard yeah. the Duck is... I just remember it being hugely popular. Mm. I can't tell you what it's about today, but how I was in grade two, it's man. Also, it's also like, like top-level like movie producers and makers. But so it was Howard the Duck. Then in 1990, they made um, uh, Captain America. They went straight to video. They paid $3 million for it. I only made a couple thousand uh, dollars back. 1991, they made a version of the Punisher. No, that was that was Uh, a separate job. But I was also combining like you know cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a separate job. It was a separate thing. I'm talking about quite specifically Marvel kind of coming into movies. They came into movies super late. You know, like like DC was the ones who'd been making. They made the big Batman's. You know, like the first proper Marvel movies. If I think about it. 1994, there was a there was a Fantastic Four, yeah, but you know rubbish. 98, maybe the Blade movies, maybe really? Blade 98, Ooh. like, uh, and then and then 2000, they come out with the first X Men movie. So 2000 was probably like, yeah, I mean, I think X Men movie probably changed things, you know, because Marvel had the the kiddies TV shows, like I mentioned earlier, you know, they they had the X Men TV show, which was. Pretty much seminal for kids who had kiddio. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, for, for, for them, yeah, you got because a lot of people look at Marvel and they say, oh, well, 2008's Iron Man is probably the first Marvel movie, but it's not, it's the first MCU movie. You know, you've got like all this other stuff kind of before it, but from uh, Howard the Duck, when are they going to bring Howard beautiful the Howard? Did you the, like it? Was it no, tough? was it no, weird? I, everybody hates Howard the Duck, Brian. Yeah, like you can't be on the internet saying you love how that you can't be on the internet saying you love how the duck. It's like being on the internet and putting a fire extinguisher up your butthole. It's the kind of thing that you will be remembered for for the rest of your life. You know, like it's it's like being tub girl. <laughs> it's not as no, I'm not gonna no, Ryan. I'm not gonna advise you and everyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about to not <laughs> look up tub girl on the internet. It's not worth it. No, I just remember how the duck being a big craze. And I wanted to watch it, and I might have, but I was great too. And besides, my brother and sister, they just watched whatever they wanted to watch because mm, they, mm. they were bigger than me. <laughs> um, Howard the Duck, eh? Anyway, but yeah, so DC should be what we remember as, as movie, like comic book movies. But ultimately, the, what we remember is is Marvel because yeah. Marvel's 
dominated now. They they've have absolutely taken over and dominated. And they've got um, Marvel have got a total of three symbiotes <laughs> in the Spider-Man films. No, in their universe. I mean, you probably talk about in the Spider-Man movies though. It's Venom. Wow, what's a what's a symbiote? You know what a symbiote? Yeah, it's the alien like life form that takes over. It's okay. Venom. Yes. It's Venom, and then what's the red one? Carnage. Okay. And then, uh, yes, it's, I mean, you're asking a lot of me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a Spider-Man fan, but I haven't read this deep into it. As I say, I've only recently read The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I don't know what the third one is, but I, I think, think it's, it's, it's I think like it's all, Talker. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what Talker is. All right. Are there any more? Probably. I mean, there are like... Well, is Spider-Man a symbiote? No. So, firstly, firstly, no. Spider-Man exists in a you know in in a multiverse, right? So, firstly, this is one of the big things about Spider-Man. There are many Spider-Men, right? Many Spider-Men, many Venoms, many Carnages, many because there are different ones for each universe. And they I can like cross, Venom, yeah, you know, like and, the and they can cross over in each other's universes, which means there has to be more than three, right? Because there's there's one for each universe. There's like a countless amount. There's there's tens of thousands of universes. If you if you haven't seen um, that particular Spider-Man with Miles Morales, go and do it because it's it's a fantastic superhero movie. It may be the best superhero movie. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man. No, no. Um, Forever. Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Oh my word! Yeah, it's a it's an animated animated uh, vision. It's it's very very good, very very good. Um, but there you get to see some idea of how many Spider-Men there are and how many symbiotes there are. Um, so I don't know if your question is. How many different kinds of symbiotes are there, or how many are there in the multiverse? Because there's, there's, there's billions in the multiverse. <laughs> billions, yeah. So, you're saying, I'm saying there's three, man. I'm saying there's billions. You just listen to me talk for like seven minutes of bullshit about how billions of them there are. Well, for some weird reason, the tr- correct answer is around forty. Okay, so there's 40 different types, but there's there's 40 of them in each universe. So okay. there's billions. All right. Maybe I should have said <laughs> in a singular universe. In a singular, singular universe. Yes. Okay. Then the answer is apparently 40. Can you name them? Name no, them. No. We've got, if you can do it, if you can do it can't. from memory, damn it. That would have been so you, impressive. It would have been. Thank you. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> thank but you. I, I would have mentioned um, Venom, and I did know Carnage. Okay. And uh, Talker. Is uh, a bit of a alien thing from another planet, even. But is he a symbiote? Symbiote means he's yes, symbiotic, he's symbi- right? Oh yeah, he's so a he mixture of a- yeah, he's a mixture of two things. Oh, I see. Is that what a little you're bit saying? alien and a little bit? But, but, but it's, it's, it's a symbiote. Yeah, even symbi- in the are. universe called the symbiote. All right, I see why you say Spider-Man might be like a symbiote because he is a. But he rejected the kind mm. of dark thing. Like there was maybe it's that black suit thing. I don't know, but there was a moment. According to the story, no, no, no. So, so when when Venom, Venom did try to take him over, and then he, he did reject Venom, yes. which would have made him a symbiote. So, what you, you're not saying it's just that he's not just a blend of the two things; it's that he's like a, you see, because symbiote in in terms of Spider Man means that it's this it's alien, it's a specific you. alien species that takes over ah, something like ooh. a parasite. Yeah, I can see that you like as far as your thinking with comic books went was was putting on the red cape. Huh. I'm glad you did it, Ryan, because it would have been very difficult to. 
Symbiosis is a cool word. As far as I know, it's not like a science word. It's actually a, a Well, word. it is. It's from symbiotic. Well, yes. But symbiotes? Do they actually oh, call you that think, oh, a I thing that, is, a, that, that behaves symbiotically word. with something else? Ah, it's a comic word, man. A symbiote. Sure because in science, they don't yet fuse in so biology. much. No, but in biology. In biology, do they fuse that much that they're now called a symbiote? Oh, that they're now like a combined species. I think that's only in comics. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, at, maybe at bacteria level. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Ryan. You've taken this podcast in a weird direction, and I Beautiful hate you direction. for it. Beautiful direction. I hate you for it, You Ryan. took it to multiverses, okay? What are you talking? I was, I was talking from a genuine understanding of comic of books. Of the multiverse. This is your research. This is your research. Your research is there is a thing called a symbiote in comics. There's more than three. Yeah. You took it from... <laughs> there's more than three of I them. I was like, there's three. Then you're like, there's not even, there's not even one. All right, universe. Ryan, I'm wrapping this up. Which of these is not a real superhero from a real comic book series? <laughs> Right, this is my multiple choice question. <laughs> which of these, and this should be easy for you, Ryan, which of these is not a real superhero from a real comic book series? One, my little pony. Fat Man, the human flying saucer. Shit. Two, the flaming carrot. <laughs> Three, Leather Boy. Four, Roadkill Rabbit. Now, I'm going to even wow, go so far as to give you a description of each of these. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm feeling generous. <laughs> and I feel like after hearing your symbiote question that I need to. One, Fat Man the Human Flying Saucer <laughs> is a fat man who can turn himself into a flying saucer at will. Two, the Flaming Carrot is a man with a large carrot mask that he sets on fire. Three, Leather Boy <laughs> is a villain whose backstory is that he's pissed off he can't make it into a superhero team. And he wears black sadomasochism gear and has no powers. Four, <laughs> Roadkill Rabbit is a half-man, half-rabbit whose superpower is the ability to come back to life after being killed. All of those are so fabulous. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so fabulous. Flaming carrot. Oh, that's glorious, man. Absolutely glorious. One of them isn't true. The other oh, three, which means, so which means by default that the other three are true. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, just because he's maybe the most, um, almost real is uh, Leather Boy. I'll say Leather Boy, but I, I'm telling you now, Roadkill Rabbit, yes, and Fat Man Saucer for sure, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Flaming Carrot, my favorite so so far. So yes, I say Leather Boy. All right. Well, I mean, you you were so close. You were oh. so close because Fat Man, the human flying saucer, absolutely true. The flaming carrot, absolutely true. Brilliant. Absolutely true. Roadkill rabbit, he's the fake one. Did you make him I up? I made him up. I That's made up the roadkill rabbit. Leather boy is in fact a villain whose backstory is that he can't mm. make it into a superhero team because he's got no powers. Mm -hmm. But he's a sadist who dresses in leather. Like there is actually a roadkill. I thought it was actually now that I see it. There's actually a storyline in which Leather Boy kills one of Squirrel Girl's squirrels by redacted. There's, like I'm just gonna put. I'm gonna put like censored here because okay. he. He does. He does. He does sexual things to it. Seriously, Ryan. He, he does sexual things to it until it dies. Oh my goodness! So, but but he, he has no powers. He leather but boy. he is a leather boy. But he is a real. He is a real character. My bloody. Yeah, he's a real superhero. Well, super villain, I suppose. Um, 
Liverpool. Your road wow. ki- roadkill rabbit. I thought it was pretty. Well, I mean, I made the name as ridiculous as I could because it had to match fucking flaming character, yeah. right? No, no, I can see that you made up roadkill <laughs> rabbit. Oh, and no, no, I can see. Yeah, that's so Warren's imagination. <laughs> but it would be a great fucking right? comic, eh? Right, and his only ability is that he can come back to life after he power. dies. That's cracking. brilliant. <laughs> roadkill rabbit. Please steal roadkill rabbit. All you have to do is just put like our names in roadkill your thing. You can have all the money. We just want. We comes just back want to life after Oaks think he's. Oh, shame. After he's been killed. Yeah. <laughs> Cute face. <laughs> hit by yeah. a truck. Especially if he's like a revenge rabbit. Yeah. And yeah. he goes after bad like, people. Like the crow. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, it is funny that you mentioned the crow because it's my multiple choice. Are you facts. joking? Mm. What were the chances of that happening? Well, 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 well. well. People are going to think that we played Let's this. see. Uh, first Batman, 1989. Yes. Who sang the song? You two seal the cure or prince. I think it was seal. Kiss you two seal the cure or prince. I think it was seal kiss from a rose. This one I knew because I, I I knew the movies and yeah. But why did you mention the crow? Uh, I'll tell you why I mentioned okay. the crow. Your final answer? Yeah, Seal Kiss from a Rose. Ah, oh, man, I thought you would have known. That's that's later on, man. Oh, is that it? was okay. like around 94. That was uh, okay. Nicole Kidman and Val Kilmer was Kiss from a Rose. Oh, really? The okay. first one was uh, um, The Cure was, was not it because theirs was the song for The Crow. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you uh, and two was Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, but I don't know. Which one that was? Was it the same one as Val Kilmer? Or was it later? It was a good song. Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Good song. But it was Prince, man. Part he had um, Party Man, which was Two Faces song. Party Man, rock the party like nobody can. It's a great song, Prince, 1989. But he had a song called the Bat Dance. It was but the that's Bat how, da- Wow, yeah, Bat Dance. That's how cheesy those. Those, no, it's like do the Batman. Yeah, that and um, thing was about the same era. As he well. also looked like Two Face in his music video, Prince. And it was 1989, Bat oh, Dance. Prince, I've lost so Prince. much respect for you. No, it was wonderful. No, no, I've lost. But respect Party for you. Man, you can't stop me. I've lost respect for him, and it's too late. Party Man. I would have lost respect song. for you as well for the Cape, but it, Baby, that was also too late. I can a kiss from a rose on really, was that, that was, was a that a later song. one? That was uh, later. That was at least about 94. So the first 95. Batman you must remember was eighty nine, was, was Keaton, right? Yes. Michael Keaton was yes. the first Batman, and then and then Val Kilmer was the second Batman. Yes, That's he, right. his lips looked great in the bat suit. That's all yeah. I remember about Val Nicole Kilmer. Kidman was that was uh, his main skill. Yeah, and then Michelle Pfeiffer was in that one. In which one? The first one. The second one. Uh, Nicole Kidman was she the author? Was she the journalist? Yeah, she must have been his girlfriend. Yeah, she was his girlfriend. And was Michelle Pfeiffer the cat the lady? Catwoman, yeah. Then when was uh, Halle Berry the cat lady? Much later. Much later. In a very maligned movie that we don't like to speak about. Really? Yeah. No, we don't like Halle. Halle Berry, to her credit, the only thing that's good about her performance as Catwoman is that she showed up in person to accept her Razzie for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, that's really, yeah, yeah, that's really the only yeah, thing. Yeah, so Prince, man. Part, but Party Man, because he got so inspired by the task of of scoring a song or writing a song for the Batman that he wrote a whole album with Batman-styled songs. But uh, Party Man, it's a great song, man. 
great time. <laughs> so listening to it in the it's car. Like, it's like Eddie Murphy's party all the time. That's that's a classic as well. But this is better. Really? I know. I know. I think I know Eddie's party all the time now. Yeah. No, I'm sad for you that you do, because that's a heavy thing, to heavy burden to have to live one's life with knowing yeah. Eddie Murphy's party all the time. Party man. Oh, anyway, good. good. That was that no, was the fun. comic book episode. It ended up being fun. It was fun. It was I as mean, fun as my we, we we need to talk about the level of research that you do on these some of these topics, like not being sure about a fact, for example. Yeah, Why like I mean, what is a symbiote? You know, I think these are the kind of things that you need to have Caspian. at at your fingers. Yeah, at your was fingertips. Was that even the thing? Yeah. But we'll we'll discuss this over your wage negotiations <laughs> <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> later your, this month. Your podcast KPAs, your KPIs are not they're not up to scratch. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's not immediately dismissible, but it's getting close. That's all I'm saying about this. <laughs> <laughs> Dietz is salivating in the wings. Is waiting to take over. He wants to come out of his little cave. Or does he? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't so. think he does. It's gonna be like a if you had to do a podcast with him, it'd be like this cut between the two scenes. The, th- the thing is, I think li- I guarantee you, everyone imagines Deets like he looks like Gollum. He doesn't. He's beautiful. He's like he's like yeah, a, he's he like, the, like, uh, like the half. He, he's like he could be a Hemsworth brother. He looks like because he, he could be a Hemsworth brother, but, but but he likes to live in his little box. Yeah, he looks like the half, eh? Yeah, a, a thinner version of the half because the half can. Pack it on, <laughs> yeah. he's at the half. David Hasselhoff, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's asked us not to talk cuck, but he does look quite a lot like the half, like a like a younger, slimmer the half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A younger, slimmer the half who will touch your children. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he looks that. like. Anyway, good. This is thanks been fun. for watching. Please, and if you do read a lot of comic books, don't judge us too harshly. Yeah. We've tried our best. Yeah, and, was... and send us a topic that maybe we'll know something about. I was into a bit of Eden Blyton here and there instead of comics. So, <laughs> if you want us to do an Eden Blyton, don't. He'll dress up like Eden Blyton. <laughs> It'll be creepy as hell. Thank you. This Thanks, has been wonderful. Guys. Please subscribe, like, tell your friends. Yes. We desperately need the attention. I mean, obviously. Sure, man. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs>